friends, welcome back to the Whole Health Podcast with me, Sarah Lynn Romo. I am so excited to be recording today. It's actually the day before the election, and I have just had so much anxiety, stress, overwhelm, a lot of emotions in my body. So I wanted to get that out through this creative outlet. So I really appreciate you all giving me this space to do so and to talk about things that I want to talk about. Speaking of that, I wanted to talk about the holiday season today. We're going to talk about surviving the holidays, eating on the holidays, politics, and how the holidays look a little different this year. I have a hard time with the holidays. I shared this a little bit on Instagram, but I deal with seasonal depression, just kind of the lead up to the holiday season because of a lot of things. Um, So I just wanted to share some of my coping skills that I've been using over the past few years to navigate this a little bit better and how this year looks a little bit different. We keep hearing this, this word this year, unprecedented. It's in everything, but I never really used this word before. 2020, but it's true. Everything is really uncertain, unprecedented. We don't know what's going on, and it's tough. The holidays, like I said, bring a lot of tradition, so shifting out of that is confusing. For me, the holiday season is usually really busy and really overwhelming. I have my family in the Bay Area, which is full of divorce and dysfunction, so I usually have to go to several different houses um, to try to squeeze everybody in. I try to make sure nobody feels left out, and it's quite exhausting. I usually get home to our house here in Sacramento, where most of the in-laws meet, so it's pretty hectic. Um, And in all transparency, I'm balancing this grief, you know, of the traditional bits of the holidays that have been a part of my life for so long that will not be happening this year. But I have a little bit of gratitude for the slowness this year that I know will occur and a little bit of shift because the way we've been doing the holidays since, you know, five years ago when Cecilia and I got together, it's been really stressful and really chaotic and really tough. Um, And I don't know what your holidays look like this year, but I can guarantee that they're different in some regard, you know. Everything this year has been different in some regard. So I want to talk about the importance of balancing grief and gratitude. Grief is a normal response to what we're all going through, which is something hard, something sad, and something different. And I'm going to talk a little bit about those feelings and then how to kind of counteract those with gratitude. But I want to give a little bit of a disclaimer so that I don't come across like one of those toxic positivity people. I think gratitude can really help shift our mindset, but it doesn't solve everything. Sometimes we need a little more than that, but I think there's an art to balancing grief and gratitude. So working through Grief is really important. It's important not to get stuck in it. This we call the emotional tunnel. It's important to get through it. Um, And gratitude can sometimes help get you out of it. So I encourage you to take some time to think about what you're grieving this holiday season, whether that be a place, a person, a tradition, um, whatever that looks like for you. Take some time to acknowledge that, own it, and kind of work through it. And then transition into thinking about the shifts this year that you could be grateful for. 
Maybe that is a little bit more slowness. Maybe you'll have more time and opportunity to actually spend with loved ones because you have less going on. Maybe you might finally have an adequate excuse to skip out on a situation that's actually really tough for you. So take some time to uncover the grief and the gratitude and try to create a sustainable balance between the two. You deserve to enjoy the holidays in a way that feels safe, comfortable, and valid to you. I'm going to start by touching on politics just a little bit, and then we're going to move into food because I feel like those are the two most prevalent things potentially this year. And as I talk about health coaching, you know, food kind of naturally comes up. But amidst everything going on this year, politics are obviously ripe as ever. And a wave of divisiveness could be taking over your family, and it's really fucking hard. And I might... This might be an unpopular opinion, and some of you might not agree with me, but when it comes to family gatherings, it's kind of that one time that I choose to just, like, not talk politics. And I have cut people out of my life due to political views, but it's a little different with family sometimes, and it's hard to admit. My philosophy is always kind of live and let live. So if that person lets me live my life and I can let them live their life and we can enjoy the holidays or that family gathering in a sense that we kind of get back to what we like about each other, I think it's important. And this doesn't mean that I can sit across the table from someone and just completely put everything to the side. It just means I'm choosing not to bring it up in that moment. If I have a Republican per se that I will be sitting across from, I can guarantee that they know my beliefs and that I know theirs and that we've talked about it in other situations. We've seen it on social media, but we can choose to put it aside for the moment. And it's important that both parties acknowledge that this table is not the place to do that. I think that's the most mature thing to do. And if anything, this election has taught us that it's really hard to change people's minds So post-election, you know, it's not like we're going to have conversations where we're trying to change other people's minds. It will just either be acceptance or we totally have the right to cut people out. Honestly, if it's best for you to cut ties with someone that disagrees with you so strongly, I guess what I'm trying to say is just take care of you in this situation. And if that looks like being present and saying I'll live and let live we can agree to disagree for a day or whether that looks like just kind of cutting ties and moving forward just be confident in your decision and know that taking care of you is ultimately all you can do in this situation and I just want to say too like if you are in a family that has been struck by this divisiveness especially if it's rooted in differing political beliefs I just send you so much love and healing And I hope that, you know, things get better and whatever that looks like for you and your family. I want to transition out of politics into food. Um, Most of the holidays do revolve around food and this can be tough and triggering for a lot of us. So I'm going to share a few general tips that I have around reducing triggers, reducing binge eating on the holidays. But I first want to say and just kind of give a disclaimer that if you are struggling with disordered thought patterns, disordered eating, you are worthy of seeking support and guidance. And if you ever need any resources, please reach out to me and I'm happy to offer as much direction and support as I am capable of. Um, 
When I think about all the food on the holidays, I get a range of emotions. I feel excited, I start to fear the food, I begin to feel overwhelmed, and then I also feel frustrated that I have all of these emotions and it's not just like a normal experience for me. Um, it's quite literally an emotional roller coaster. But a big thing too is a lot of the foods that we eat during this time are often demonized in diet culture. Things like carbs, butter, dessert, etc. And that can add to these sticky feelings. So it's important to acknowledge that it's not our fault that we feel this way. First, I want to talk about some of the feelings that come up and how to work through each of them. It's going to be kind of similar to that balance of grief and gratitude that I talked about. Um, and I want to start with feeling afraid of the foods that will be offered. Just take a moment before you get there to work through this fear. Remind yourself that this is a reaction from our conditioning and diet culture. It's not your fault that you fear these foods. It's been embedded into our systems and our society for a really long time. You do not have to fear these tasty foods that bring your family together. You're allowed to enjoy them. It's safe to eat these foods and you are worthy of enjoying them. On the flip side, some of us feel overly excited about these foods. I know I balance and kind of, I guess, don't balance, but struggle with both of those two feelings, the fear and excitement. And I find sometimes the excitement still leads me to spiral down the binge and restrict cycle. And I find if we overhype these foods before we get to the event or the family gathering, we might restrict ourselves during the day and then actually eat past our point of fullness into that feeling of discomfort once we're around the food. So between those two feelings, balance is key. It's important to me that I remain true to some of my routine while still enjoying like the fun and spontaneity of a holiday, but I refuse to restrict myself during the day. I don't want to eat less because I know I'm going to eat more at dinner. I still eat a nourishing breakfast and lunch and I in normal life eat in a pretty routine time frame so I try to stick as close to possible to those times to prevent my blood sugar dropping or getting hangry and cranky and tired because I have enough going on on these days so I want to take care of myself in that way. It's also really important to me to hydrate and bring my water bottle with me like I said, I have quite a bit of travel time on these days, so I like to be sure to stay hydrated. And then sometimes when I get to an event, there's like not water readily available, so I just want to make sure I have mine. Um, and then a couple tips on just binge eating that I want to touch on. These are a little more specific to like holidays rather than in general, but we can discuss binge eating at length in another episode. My family is really big on setting out like snacky appetizers before we dig in for dinner and like bring out the plates so it just makes me feel a little bit better and more balanced to put my food on a little plate rather than hanging out and snacking because it helps me remind myself to not eat past that point of fullness versus like if I'm just kind of mindlessly snacking I start to get full before I get my dinner plate and then that leads me to spiral and I want to touch on eating past fullness. I'm not talking about just enjoying food and eating or potentially indulging a little bit. I'm talking about, you know it, <laughs> discomfort in the body and the mind that leads us to feeling icky. We just, we don't need that. And one of the biggest things that leads me to binging on the holidays is that my family only makes these foods on specific days. So there's specific things for Thanksgiving and specific things for Christmas, 
And so I start to have this scarcity mindset of like, like these things are only available to me today. So I need to eat as much as possible. So I try to shift my mindset into gratitude and being excited that I get to enjoy these foods once a year and that they bring my family together. It doesn't mean I have to overdo it because they do come back around without fail every year. And if I really wanted to, I could ask for the recipe and make it myself on a random Tuesday afternoon. And then when it comes to fear around these foods, like my grandma's cheesy bread or the bacon wrapped weenies, just things that you know, have high fat, high sugar, all these things that are demonized, I just want to remind you to talk yourself down and remind yourself about balance. I don't love to give advice in this broad of a sense on what to do with your plate because it is a very individualized experience, but what I do myself is I'll usually fill about half of my plate, if not more, with salad and veggies um, just because that helps my digestion. And then I'll add a little bit of everything else onto my plate so that way I can kind of taste around, see what I'm feeling like going back for seconds for instead of just overloading my plate with everything that looks good. Um, I give my body a little bit of time and then I also take my time eating. Usually the holidays include, you know, sitting around the table, chatting, catching up, and it gives you more time to eat. So there's no rush. You can go back for a little bit more. Um and whatnot so that your food can settle and digest and have some time to process in your body. That's kind of it for food. Um, if you have any other questions, you can always reach out to me and I'm happy to offer guidance on that. But I did also want to touch on alcohol and substance use around the holidays. This is another thing I don't usually talk about because it is a very personal experience, but I'm going to just share my experience. I used to always take a few shots in the car once I arrived or take an edible before I would go in because I was so anxious about the experience of being with my family and the experience of all these foods. But I stopped doing that a few years ago and sometimes I still have a drink or two once I arrive, but I just try to use alcohol or substances once I've settled in and will actually enjoy it rather than using it as a tool of avoidance or numbing. So with that, I want to offer a few self-soothing options for you that are, one, not alcohol or substances, but are things that you can do in the moment if emotions or anxiety become a little bit overwhelming. Um, these are just practical things that you can do while you're at a family gathering. So you can always escape to the bathroom, hopefully. And a few things I'll do in the bathroom is just sitting down and taking several deep breaths and really centering my mind and slowing down. Um, if you're not wearing makeup, you can splash a little bit of cold water on your face or even just around like your neck, kind of like behind your ears, just kind of hold that cold water in your hands and press it into your skin a little bit to help calm down. You can also do hot and then cold water in your hands to kind of activate that sensory play and calm your mind a little bit and distract you. Um, you can also do like a self-hand massage. It's hard for me to describe this without showing it, but basically on the palm of your hand between your pointer finger and your thumb, there's a pressure point that tends to hold a lot of tension. And if you kind of massage that out, it'll probably hurt if you're holding in a lot of tension, but it can really help create a sense of release and re relieve some of that tension. And then I also wanted to say if you are 
in a conversation or a situation where maybe you can't escape to the bathroom or whatnot and you start to feel anxiety, you can just take a moment to check in with your senses and just notice one thing you see, taste, smell, hear, and physically feel to help check back in with yourself. And then you can do like subtle breathing when you're in a conversation too. It doesn't have to be like long, deep breaths. It can just be bringing your attention back to your breath. Um, those are all some little mindful practices that can help you in the moment. And then I wanted to say too, like have a friend or a buddy or a family member that you can text, like if shit starts to get weird and you need some support, either, you know, someone who's at the event with you or maybe someone who's at their own family event, just kind of find that go-to person that you can say, Hey, if I need some support, you know, are you around to text me and just kind of solidify that beforehand and figure out who you can turn to if you really need to. And then my last tip is if you need to get the fuck out of there, do it. You know, at the end of the day, self-care is the priority. And if you're in a situation that you need to get the fuck out of, even if it's a holiday, you don't have to explain to anyone, you can leave. It's okay. You are safe to do so. Sometimes it's the only solution is to get yourself the heck out of there. So I know that this episode may have kind of focused on a lot of the negative aspects of the holidays, but you know, I like to be action-based and talk about the hard stuff. This is the reality for a lot of us and taking care of ourselves in a way that allows us to enjoy the moments with family is life-changing, but it's also not always possible. But I'm just here to remind you that the holidays don't always have to be tough and miserable. You know, we can control some things to hopefully create a better experience for ourselves. So take care of yourself and remember that you deserve to feel good in every situation. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am wishing you a very happy and blessed holiday season. You are deserving of all good things and I will talk to you sooner rather than later. Thank you.